Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com. So we're doing this. Oh. So we're doing this. Sorry, mate. Go. Sorry. Turn your phone off, unless, of course, you're listening to the Luke and Pete Show, episode 182. I wasn't actually asking you to turn your phone off, I just got the phone out of my pocket and I thought I'd better turn mine off. You've probably got better studio etiquette than I have, although I do notice a lot of uh, uncovered water carriers over your side of the desk, because you've been interviewing somebody. Yes, I've been interviewing um, Mesut Ozil's agent. Oh, I hope hope you asked him about his decisions. (laughs) This is is a little bit of um, extra information um, listeners to the Luke and Pete show get. I mean, that's not even been announced yet. That is like a good little Easter egg for people. Very handsome. um, Just, I love men. Yeah, <laughs> I just love men. Yeah. When, the, when a man is when a man is that swish and confident, swish is swish, isn't it? Yeah. Does it make you feel a little bit intimidated? Uh, not really. It makes me sort of think I need more room for white crisp shirts. Yeah, I need well crisp, fitted white, yeah. white crisp shirts because me, I'm a shorts and uh, at this point a Japanese football shirt kind of guy in the summer. But I fear. Uh, as I uh, rapidly approach my horrible forties, as I am going to call them, um, I will have to um, turn to the jean and white shirt, yeah, and sunglasses. You might have and to tan. Um, this is a quite an interesting episode for us, Pete, because people I'll who be are judge of that. okay, well, we, we've given ourselves the best chance of making right. an interesting episode. The 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 situation is, of course, people have been listening to and hopefully enjoying the best of episodes that we put out for the start of the summer because you and I, or a combination of you or I, were away. Mm. And now we are back in the studio, back in the habit, mm. live and direct, as yep. Aswad would say. With a um, carafe of water in front of us. Carafe, it is a carafe as well of yep. water in front of us. And um, we're back in it. We can we're see we've still it. got it. Still got the magic. Still got the magic. What's people been happening? Have, people have been chipping off, haven't they? What? Saying that um, we're not doing enough of listener emails, which are the best bit. All so right. we're going to well, well, probably ignore that. Some, <laughs> well, let's do some listener emails. But then. I haven't seen you in a Luke and Pete setting for a long time now, so I'm interested to know what's changed, brother. Um, I got soggy in Japan. Um, somebody made the joke that Japan is so rainy at the moment, Godzilla has retreated back into the sea where it's drier uh, for okay. a holiday in which I spent um, 10 days on the uh, coast of Kyushu. Uh, it basically rained every single fucking day and was a waste of all of my money, time, effort. I did get drunk a lot uh, because that was the you only thing do to do. Was it literally raining every day? It was literally raining every day from the start of the day to the end of the day uh, with maybe an hour, uh, an hour's respite per day, if you were lucky, um, uh, which is rather um, rather upsetting when and you how, spend all that money. What did you? What were you able to do instead apart from go to the pub? Do they have um, pubs? Uh, they're pubs, yeah. Is a Kaya's. Are they more like bars though? 
bars. Uh, my, <laughs> I took a friend to... Is there a, an Irish pub where you were? Uh, yeah, they're all over the place, aren't they? Mm. Uh, the Hub. I think I spoke about it before. The Hub is the uh, big uh, British pub kind of uh, parody. Uh, and then and is, there, is, is there British like diaspora there? Are there kind of immigrants there? Yeah, there? there's loads. Oh, we actually went on the last night in. Because uh, Nago- you've said before, I'm sorry, mate. I'm not a big expert in Japanese culture, as you know. But you've said to me, but on more than one occasion, they don't have a huge amount of of immigration there. No, so, but, there, uh, but there's enough British people there to sustain a a British pub. Is there? No, it's 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 a British kind of pub in the same way that we would visit a French restaurant. It, we they visit it because uh, the beer is quite nice and it's quite busy, and there are enough foreign people um, for Japanese people to practice their uh, English. That seems to be the uh, case. And hello, ladies. Hello. Please come and capture. Je practice your English with me. Is that what you say? <laughs> yeah, definitely. You have a sign of the sandwich board around your neck <laughs> for saying that in Japanese. Well, actually, uh, the um, obviously uh, the Japanese have got a terrible um, uh, underpopulation uh, problem. Uh, they need more people. They need more immigrants but they're so closed off Shinzo Abe began a uh, you know like um, in Peru I think in Brazil as well obviously got a big uh, Japanese di- diaspora I I have a real problem saying that word for some reason and others too um, yeah they offered them like a five year visa for anyone uh, I think fourth generation Japanese and it's like yeah but like it's five years you know what I mean like mm. come work for us do some menial jobs because you're like 18 or 19 mm. um, and then fuck off back home. It's, it's, it's embarrassing. Well, there's no and, and, and in the first three prospect months, of renewing it. In anything. the first three months, I don't know, but in, in the first three months, literally nobody took him up on it. Really? Isn't that incredible? Yeah. Great, great. Um, from tempted? Brazil as well, from Sao Paulo. Um, Could you well, engineer yourself in the, into this? I think if I can't uh, engineer an Irish passport with a... Uh, Irish great grandmother. Hmm. Um, I think I'd find it very difficult to prove any kind of Japanese citizenship or. Back. What, what would be the situation if you wanted to move to Japan? Uh, visa. Ne- well, you'd need to your visa sponsored by someone. So you need a job to go to. You need a job to go to, or a language school to teach at. Uh, but obviously, language schools are very poorly paid. Right. Okay. Who wants to speak like me, quite frankly? Yeah, so what else did you get up Why to? Why I, man? Uh, went to the Hiroshima Museum, museum obviously. Um, you appeared I, on the episode of Set Meals, as we we pre-promoted. Popped in uh, and had a bit of food with Sam. Uh, some chicken hearts on sticks. And um, his co-host said that I spoke a little Japanese, which is correct, technically, but it still burned a little. Mm. <laughs> uh, You've been practicing it for 15 years. It was outrageous. Ver- it, was very, uh, it was very nice. And uh, they took us to a beautiful uh, place where they cooked meat right and it was very lovely I had a bit of horse meat as well later on in the oh yeah as well. what was that like the flank uh, was just fat uh, but it is quite nice horse meat it's interesting they say that you say that because I always think of a horse as being a very lean animal mm. well I guess the flank it's, it's like it's it's just all I think the part that they choose to put in the because uh, it's all uncooked it's not cooked at any point so oh, it's, right. it's, just, it's just like that um, other stuff I had certainly but uh, yeah um, Chris Broad from Abroad Japan, the podcast I did with him, he was trying to taunt me into having some horse. And I'm like, man, I'll, I'll eat anything. Don't, yeah. don't like, like, you're not, not testing you, me. Yeah. yeah, you're not testing me. You're it's not, not going to work with you or John, who we work with, because you guys will eat anything. Put famously. anything in my mouth. Um, famously. Yeah. I get a lot of emails about the um, ice cream Coolish. Uh, I mentioned on a couple of podcasts that I enjoy a particular kind of ice cream out there called Coolish that you literally cannot get anywhere other than mainland Japan. And uh, so every single day of the holiday, I enjoyed Coolish, just to get all my Coolish in uh, for the year. Um, but I get a, a tweet every day or two about somebody in Japan with a picture of Coolish going, here, Pete, I'm having some Coolish. So I think I am due some shares in yeah. 
the Lottie. Try and get the franchise for the UK, ice, mate. Ice cream, I think. There's yeah. an ice cream van on the, on next to the field on the way back to the... Oh, um, maybe he's got a hookup then. <laughs> yeah, maybe you should get do that. Um, just feel for a minute, because I just need to close the curtain, because that's that, there's like a light shining off the windscreen of a car, and it's making me blind. All right, then. Um, what kind of car is it? Describe sorry, it to yeah. us. Describe it to us. An old estate car. What what makes an estate car? Is it like bigger in the caboose to keep some An estate is, is a car that's got like an, an elongated boot. Yeah. So you can get more stuff in it. It's kind right. of a family car type nice. thing. Nice. I yeah. like it. Um, I've got a quick news story for you, oh, uh, go Luke. On. I'm enjoying go this one. On. on Monday, <laughs> yeah. Nevada Highway Patrol Trooper Travis Smacker. Good name. A great name. Great name. Uh, pulled over a minivan in the high occupancy vehicle lane. You know, like the kind of carpooly yeah. lane. Yeah. The hov. Uh, because nobody else was visible inside except for the driver. Turns out, get this, the driver works for a funeral home and was transporting a body. So he gets away with he it on thinks, a technicality. Well, Does he get away with it or not? He immediately tells me he's got the remains of a person uh, in the vehicle behind him. <laughs> I'll be so, taking that loophole all day. Well, all day long. It's a person. Think, how many times do you get to admit that to a police officer and not immediately get a gun drawn on you? If, if the police officer then said to me, well, yeah, but it's not a person anymore because he's dead, I would be like, how dare you? How, have some respect. <laughs> yeah. You put him in a carrier bag, mate. Yeah. You put him in a bag for life, ironically. Just, just get a, yeah, just get a, um, a little urn. <laughs> put it on the, on the windscreen. Yeah, exactly. yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, smacker. Uh, yeah, basically, I kind of gla- glanced in the back and confirmed that. So was this guy just loose about the hoose in the caboose of the estate car this bloody day? Yeah, anyway. That's a yeah. good story, that. I, it was, I, I, I was, feel it like you should get away with it. Well, it was uh, in the cargo area. It was a body bag strapped to a gurney. Kind of threw me off a little bit. Uh, and then he just made that funny remark, something along the lines of, so he won't count. Um, <laughs> Nevada's um, high occupancy vehicle rules do not clarify whether an occupant must be breathing and leans on federal law, which is not much clearer. Um, so... But the Nevada Highway Patrol trooper Jason uh, Berechuk, uh, this person was obviously a descendant, a descendant, a decedent, uh, and in the cargo area of the car, so they would not qualify in the uh, HOV lane. So if you are thinking of defeating the high occupancy vehicle lane uh, in your town or in your state, we know you've all seen the film Weekend at Bernie. Exactly, it's yeah. not going to work this time. Say the, say the name of the Nevada State Trooper again. Uh, Travis Smacker was the original one. No, the other name the after second that one, uh, Jason Berechuk. You sound like the girl from Little Mix trying to do uh, that Jamaican, that Jamaican accent. Um, good, that's a good story. And Wild. it's also nice to hear a story involving some kind of member of the US law enforcement, Not which doesn't end a black man. in a death yes. of someone from an ethnic minority. Good yes. news. Good news. Uh, the news story I found that, that, I, that sort of caught my eye, and it was partly inspired by a chat that we had with Jim Campbell yesterday. Um, Finnish inventor... And do you know what? When you do this type of show, mm. the last thing you want to be doing is t- saying Finnish names because they are the hardest. Right, okay. They're the not, hardest. Not as, not as hard as the Bardiknik, uh, clearly yeah. Polish uh, name that I tried. So I'm going to have a go at this. Finnish inventor Jana Kapilaheto mm. has sailed his self-made floating hot tub across the Gulf of Finland, travelling the 90-kilometre journey from Helsinki to Tallinn in Estonia in just over 10 hours. Lovely. Picture looks great. They're having a lovely old time. One of has got a Stetson on. <laughs> oh, so it's like, because um, uh, we had this yesterday. That's what I'm saying. With Jim, Jim, me and Jim were having an argument about what constitutes a hot tub. Um, I would argue that is a boat with a hot tub in it, uh, in the same way that there was a stand-up who did a show in Edinburgh that I interviewed once 
who um, exclaimed that he crossed the channel in a bathtub, except it wasn't a bathtub. It was a bathtub um, that was clearly converted into some kind of boat. It was not We a need bathtub. clarity on this because yeah. that, that, to me, is, again, I, I like the kind of loophole you're talking about there in the carpool lane, I like. The mm. kind of loophole like that, I don't like. No, exactly. Uh, this guy, to be fair He's to turned him, it into a catamaran and I'm not having it. But this guy here, to be fair... It's a self-made floating hot tub. So he's right. not just got a hot tub and stuck it on a boat. Yeah. As far as I know, the okay. video is not available in my country, sadly. I mean, can I just say, it's a video. Ge- geolocking is uh, frustrating at best. If I, under- I can get on board with the idea that you pay a billion pounds for rights to something mm. and someone else has paid some other money to have the rights in the other country. Yeah. And you don't want a cross-pollination situation. Mm-hmm. I get that. This is a self-made video of a man who's built a hot tub and stuck it on a boat or whatever he's done and sailed it across the Gulf of Finland. I don't think into geoblock it. Joined, joined up, joined up. There should be a data set that joins up uh, different versions of the same video uh, that can serve whatever adverts serve that country best, uh, and they should it should replace it uh, algorithmically or dynamically yeah. at point of source. When I was watching the uh, when I was reading about the uh, Women's World Cup while I was in Japan. Um, uh, all of the videos were just uh, you, this is not available in your country well yeah. you know what don't pretend there's a video there then just exactly. block that just take that content out exactly. remove it don't even offer it as an option I usually waste my click those little touch pads they've only got a finite amount of clicks in them so's your finger exactly yeah like the Tommy Cooper be dead soon like Tommy Cooper joke when the guy goes to the doctor and says doctor it hurts here, 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 and here. And he says, you've broken your finger. Um, I watched uh, Tommy Cooper die yesterday. I don't know why I watched it. He died on stage. Yeah, yeah it was, uh, he just sort of crumples. It's not nice. It's not nice. Um, not nice. I was going to say to you, Pete, uh, oh yes, one one loophole around uh, geo-blocking your video content <laughs> that uh, I wanted to talk about, but I'm conscious that I might be ill-equipped so, to do so no no. I feel like oh. I might be letting the cat out of the bag oh. I want people to benefit I don't okay. want to so people who are listening to this the Luke and Pete show tight-knit community mm. um, don't go spreading this the tight-knitters but if you've got a Sky Go account i.e. you watch Sky Sports on your phone or on mm-hmm. your laptop mm. it works in other countries it works when we were in Lisbon recently it worked there right and it worked also in Greece yeah I'm just saying, that's surprising, right? Because uh, there will be Greek yeah. rights holders in Greece who will probably have something to say about that. Um, yeah, you'd think that... Well, I guess There's no it be work t- in the US, though. Would it be... Would it be t- yeah. It, oh, well, I guess it would be in the reverse. I guess you couldn't get a Greek, uh, whatever their rights holders are, their, their online version of that, and you couldn't transport it to the UK. Because obviously the UK is the, the most expensive one. I, but I thought assume. it might be an EU thing or something. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Anyway, we'll leave you to, to ponder over that while yeah. we take a quick ad break, after which we are going to... Um... Talk VPNs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, talk a bit more yeah. about download rights mechanisms. Lovely. Me- Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Hi everyone, Luke here. I just wanted to take this opportunity while Pete's not around to talk to you 
about UFOs. You know that I'm interested in UFO sightings, but Peter will not let me talk about them on the podcast. So instead, I'm here to recommend a different show which does discuss extraterrestrial activity and a whole heap of other unexplained paranormal mysteries. I absolutely love it. It's called This Paranormal Life, and it's an award-winning comedy podcast where comedians Rory Powers and Kit Greer inspect different paranormal cases to try and find the truth inside the mystery. Previous episodes investigate things like the Battersea Poltergeist and the Roswell UFO incident. Hey, hey, what are you doing? Sorry. Uh, I'll, leave, I'll leave the studio for like two minutes and you're talking about UFOs again, Luke. I'm actually just recommending to the Luke and Peter community to check out This Paranormal Life in case they want some more info about the mysteries, Pete, that you refuse to let me talk about. Mm. Uh, well, look, I, admittedly, I love Rory and I love Kit. They're good fellas and I think we should leave it to them, the experts. I was actually just listening to their St. Patrick's Day episode and I tell you what, it was a bloody good listen. Apparently St. Patrick, right, he used to battle druids in Wizard Jewels, which is a little bit of rock and roll, isn't it? Uh, do you reckon I would beat uh, St. Patrick to some kind of Wizard Jewel, Luke? Oh, I reckon you could in those trousers, mate. Yep. Search This Paranormal Life in your podcast app to subscribe and listen now. Please do it so Luke stops talking to me about UFOs. What's that up there? To light, you dickhead. Kinisms. See that chap over there? Okay. Get your hand off my penis! We got a lot of emails about Julian Assange. Julian Assange there. there. Uh, A lot of tweets, sorry, about Glastonbury. Oh, good, we'll talk about that. Yeah, there's loads of flags. Oh, there was one flag at least uh, that that got reported a million times to Luke and Pete Shaw account, uh, at Luke and Pete Shaw on Twitter. Uh, and uh, yeah, it basically big sign. Get your hands off my penis! A lot of people. This is democracy manifest! A lot, a lot of people. Uh, this is democracy, democracy manifest. manifest. A lot of people signing off their emails now, Julian Assange, as well. <laughs> um, when you had a little pop at me there, and I noticed oh, it about oh, when? download rights mechanisms. Okay. That was conversations we used to have at Sky when I worked there. DRM, they'd call it. Right, okay. It would be about how you. Mechanisms. I don't know why, because I think it was nascent. It was like trying to stop people so DRM... doing that. Well, I know what DRM because um, I think it's mechanism, isn't it? Download rights management, maybe? Management. Maybe that. Anyway. Management. So stuff um, your mechanism up your mechanism. And that, that's what I'll be doing on Monday show. <laughs> um, we've got an email here. Um, obviously, the email address is hello at lukeandpeteshow.com. Uh, so do get in touch. Mm. We've got loads to get through because we've been doing best of episodes and all the rest of it. And we've sometimes, quite frankly, need to have a break. So we went and had a little break. Suck it. Um, suck on that. Um, but this email has come from Sriram, who says, Hi, gentlemen, your talk of childhood games has brought back rather traumatizing memories of a practice that used to be quite prevalent over here in India. Referred to as birthday bumps, it was customary for a group, a group of your friends, and quite often some people who weren't even your friends, to lift you by your arms and legs and kick your backside as hard as they can. So that's interesting because birthday bumps in the UK growing up wasn't that, was it? It was on the floor, um, Bring kind it, of... Sort of throw you up and down by your arms and legs. Nah, it was on the, uh, in Arlie, but it was on the floor kicking, yeah. Oh, well, it wasn't yeah. that where I, where I right. grew up. Um, it was an acceptable practice for the victim to receive one kick from each so-called friend for each year the victim had been on the planet. That's a lot of kicks, um, isn't it? That is a lot of kicks. I think it would be fair to say, says Siram, that it wasn't a pleasant experience. <laughs> anyway, he says, I was at the receiving end of said game many times, but the year of 2005, when I was 13, especially stands out in my memory. In my school, each student was handed a diary at the beginning of the year at the end of the diary, there were a couple of pages reserved for remarks by teachers and one page for remarks by the principal, which right. is a headmaster to you guys. The concept being that if a student was being naughty, the teacher would write a remark in said student's diary, which is uh, to show to be shown and signed off by the parents. So it could be quite 
it's quite terrifying, really. Mm. I mean, I remember hiding all the school reports that my I used to get. Did you? Down the back how of the did you get? How did you get away with that, though? How did you get away with? Well, in a, in, a, in a, so for the first part of school, obviously, I couldn't get away with it. But towards as I got a bit older, mm. I, this, this is something that's come up in my family time and time again. And my parents kind of get the piss taken out of them a bit by my sister and some of the other family members because I told my mum at one point that the school had stopped doing school reports for people of a certain age. Yeah. And it was all covered by parents' evening. And they sort of believed me. Right. And it was only when we moved house, when I was about 18 or 19, maybe a bit younger, that um, we were cleaning out my one of my wardrobes mm. and they found the, um, what I told you about before, the plaster cast of my wrist. Yes. It was just stinking the place out yeah. of the plastic bag. And they found all the old school reports. Ah. But the thing is, the school reports weren't actually that bad. It's they, like, uh, they were just saying, like Luke needs to try harder and he spends all this time talking. A very underwhelming version of Eminem's cleaning out my closet. Yeah. An old plastic cast and some school reports he'd hidden. I'm sorry, mama. I never <laughs> meant to hurt you. You haven't. You've just been a dick. All right. Yeah, um, yeah so it could have been a big deal. So for Shurami says, in India, uh, teachers are generally very well respected and a remark would be considered a serious offence and probably lead to serious consequences. A principal's remark was, however, much, much more serious and was reserved for quite serious violations of the school's rules. Ooh. In 2005, during our lunch recess, I put in a valiant effort to escape my friends and avoid getting the shit kicked out of me. Unfortunately, it so happened that it was almost impossible to escape their superior numbers and pack tactics. After the deed was done, I was lying face down on the ground, rubbing my protesting ass when we hear a familiar voice from up above. It just so happens that my friends had managed to catch me exactly below the office of the principal. Having heard and seen the incident, he summoned all of us to his office with our diaries. Justifiably, my friends all got remarks in their diaries stating they had been engaging in violent and illegal activities within the school premises. That's quite wow. serious. Yeah. Uh, I, on the other hand, received a remark that I had been participating in violent and illegal activities That's not on the fair. school premises. You have no idea how difficult it was to convince my parents that I was not part of a gang but rather had been the innocent victim. <laughs> to this day, this incident still rankles me, and I would say this is a prime example of what I would term as school injustices. I would love to hear from other listeners about some of the ways in which the school justice system fucked them over. Apologies for the long email. Love the show. Regards, Sriram. Pete, you are annoyed by that. I can tell by your face. I'm furious. I was told that um, Indian schools were fantastic. Uh, they've got Mufti Day, uh, where everyone uh, it's like uh, everyone can wear what they want on a Friday. Is that right? I think this Marcus. reminds me of that Kirby Enthusiasm episode where they, uh, where Larry and the guy who also plays the granddad in Up, right, the old guy in Up, gets pissed off because there's dress down Friday in the in the law <laughs> office, and he says, "Well, I'm not letting you handle any of my accounts or affairs if you're going to dress like that." <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I believe that is correct. Yeah, yeah, and then and then and then this happens. Yeah. So I thought Indian schools were a place of learning and casual clothes on a Friday. But I did not realise uh, the um, headmaster, because the headmaster's got loads of cases to deal with every yeah. day. But the annoying thing is, that's like, it's like when um, M. Bison visits Chun-Li's village and kills her parents in, in the, the film. film. Yeah, yeah. It says, you know... Who could forget that the was, film? That was, Apart from me till just then. That was your, you know, that, that was the defining moment in your life. For me, it was just Tuesday. Um, yeah. So for that principle, he just goes, I'll just write a bit. Of, she, he participated in some crowd violence and some school illegal activity. But to that kid, Shriram, he's like, well, yeah. I'm fucked. My mum and dad's going to bloody kick the... I'm going to get two birthday bumps. And what I would say is... And it's my birthday. <laughs> yeah, that headmaster should be the man... He's a man of letters, right? Yeah. He should be able to interpret a situation. Exactly. And see a kid lying face down, getting the shit kicked out of him. Yeah. And not write him up for that. Maybe maybe he thought that Shriram was into S&M. Was it... <laughs> 
Maybe it's like a sex cult. He's a, he's a yeah. I mean, he, he was he was a child. Well, what, what have you any school injustices that you were on the that kids can't get into S and M? They don't know everything nowadays. It's true, actually. Exactly. Yeah, they are into everything. Exactly. Yeah. Can't stand word they're saying, can you? <laughs> these days, um, Pete. What um what school injustices befell you? Um, you must. Have I was too. put into a Boston crab once <laughs> by a bigger boy. Uh, and I tried <laughs> is that to... the leg one? Because I get confused between that and the cobra clutch. The cobra clutch is under the chin. Oh yeah, the Boston no, no, crab no. is like Boston the crab's on the top, like really snapping your half. It's horrible. <laughs> it's like the straight version of the sharpshooter. Right. Yeah. Well, they pull you your mean, legs you mean, right you around. You mean as in, as in like Bret uh, Hart? Yeah, 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 yeah. Who yeah, did the that... Boston crab? I don't know. Is it Rick the Mo- Rick the Model Martel? Maybe. Might have been, yeah. Anyway, either way, describe it to listeners just in case I don't know. Uh, it's it's just a painful um, folding up of a man, really. <laughs> Or a boy. But the wrong way, right? Yeah, yeah. It's not right. Your body doesn't go that way. It's not designed that way, so to speak. Who did that to you? And I would like to point stiff to the record. I was not into SM. Who did that uh, to you? A, a bigger boy, I was running over and slapping on the back. <laughs> um, and it turned. It took Name t- him. Name him. I can't remember. He was just a bigger lad. It's at, 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 uh, great. Uh, what, in the year above? Broom school. Yeah, he's a couple of years older than me. What were you um, doing that then? I don't know. Ask him for trouble. Yeah. I was, were you the, off? I was in the lion's cage. I was showing off. Yeah. Uh, and he came and put me in the Boston Crab, and it was so painful. <laughs> I started crying. And then the teacher brought both of us to the principal, and the principal asked what went on. And I. Uh, I came up with an amazing story. I was doing gymnastics. I'd done a couple of weeks of gymnastics because my sister was doing gymnastics. So my mum was like, <laughs> "Let's Palmer off." The, um, uh, Jim Lynn, her name was. In right. the, her name was Lynn, and she did gymnastics at Millhouse right. Leisure Centre on a Saturday morning. Right uh, before I'd uh, before I graduated to the Royal Disco on a Saturday. Yeah. Um, and I said I was he was helping me with my gymnastics why did you say that and you should have dubbed him in no because I feared retribution Oi, a murder and a bigger boy yeah, exactly yeah. Exactly, rules of the playground. I can could, I could imagine all the older kids sat around in their common room smoking cigarettes going, yeah, what, best. what do you think to this Donaldson kid? Is he going to stand up? Is he, oh, is he a stand-up guy? Is he going to break? You, you didn't dob him in at all? No, I didn't dob him in at all. What would the older kids say? Me? Uh, well, I don't know. I, he, he, I never saw that child again. Maybe he was expelled. Anyway. <laughs> Turned to a life of crap. I'm here, he to say, here he is. Is that why you close the curtain? Yeah. <laughs> so how did they even get you in a Boston Crab? He was just so much more stronger, so yeah. much more powerful than you. I mean, most... I reckon... If I walk down the street, there's not a single person who couldn't get me on Boston Crab. Yeah, I find you quite easy to phys- physically manipulate. No, I just got a limp on you, going to me. Yeah, yeah. Path, path of least resistance. I'm yeah. like I'm like Gandhi, but when Randy Luke is around. Yeah, but we because one of the things I remember from childhood, I used to love wrestling until I was about fourteen or something, and I used to watch wrestling on VHS tapes at my mate's house down the road, and I remember obviously then the next thing you want to do is just practice the moves and stuff. Mm. But I remember when I realised that wrestling was staged, I know it's not, people don't like it when you say fake, but you know what I mean. Mm. Um, it's entertainment, effectively. Um, I realised that when I just was able to understand how difficult the moves are to get on someone when they don't want to have it put on them. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. There's, there's no way yeah, you can yeah. get someone a sharpshooter yeah. unless they let you. Yeah. So you have to then, conf- so what I used to do is you'd be like, okay, let me put a sharpshooter on you there. Mm. And they'd, they'd be like, oh, all right, but you have to, when I tap out, you have to let me. And then in return, I want to get you in like a cobra clutch or whatever. <laughs> and, and that's like, and at that point you're thinking, hang on a minute, if, if you can't get a kid in one, there's no way you're going to get a full grown man into one. <laughs> Yeah, there we go. Have you got uh, an email there, Peter? Uh, I, 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 I do feel some solidarity with Sri Ram, though, because it's really it does affect you because your brain is so susceptible to learning and to experiences at that age. It probably mm. does affect you quite badly when you're on the wrong end of an injustice. Hugely. Have you seen this one? It's from uh, um, 
Uh, is it AEW, which I think is like a new kind of setup uh, run by uh, Dustin Rhodes. Um, and this chap, coffin, he's done a coffin drop from uh, Derby. I don't know the wrestler, to be honest, because I haven't, I've only watched... Is this uh, going to be horrible to look? Well, not horrible, just... Oh, right on the edge! He jumps off the top turnbuckle, uh, doing a coffin drop, uh, and instead of landing on a flat surface, he lands... <laughs> That's a shoulder spine, breaker, isn't with it? With his spine right on the old uh, on the corner of the, of the mat. I, I, I think he's probably got all kinds of problems after that. Here's a quick uh, example of a school injustice um, before we move on to another email. Um, at junior school, there was a kid. We used to love football, of course. I know he's a kid who loved cricket. Mm. And I, I quite like cricket as well, but I mean, it wasn't my thing. He was kind of known for cricket. And mm. he would be, do that obnoxious thing that kids would do where you would you know, like if you're not particularly interested in something, mm. you would then say you hated it, and like you mm. would, and he actually hated football. Yeah, but he would say to like eight or nine other kids in our I class, love men at work. Yeah, no, no, not that. Uh, he was that he hated football, and so then one of the um, other kids said, "Oh, well, you know, this is really bizarre, but it, I promise you, it happened." Do you know, Pete, in cricket, when the get when the match is finished, the players run to the middle and grab the cricket stumps as souvenirs before the fans come on the. Do they right? Okay, to grab them. Right, if it's okay. like a big game. Okay. So if it's like, I don't know, the World Cup final or an Ashes or whatever. And one who, of the, who takes precedent? Who takes the... I think it's like, the players that are closest. I, right. think, <laughs> I think the batsman will get one or whatever. I don't, I don't know. Mm. And so one of the kids in our, um, in our class at junior school said, oh yeah, you know why the... To, the, to this kid called Brian mm. who loves cricket, you know why the players grab um, the stumps? It's because they, they run into the change rooms and they shove them up each other's yeah, asses, right? Nice, yeah, like it. And like, a lot of time for that. Yeah, it's, it's classic 10-year-old junior school banter. Yeah. Right? He got so upset about that. He like told his parents <laughs> and then told the teacher and the, the headmaster got involved and all of us had to go into the office. Of, actually, it wasn't, it wasn't, I don't think it was the um, head teacher, it was the head of year or whatever it was, right. into the office and like explain ourselves. And I remember thinking, well, one, even at the age of like 11, I was this like... This is beneath us. This is beneath you. One, I didn't even say it. Two... I don't know why he said it. I don't even know if this is a problem, is it? I mean, what, what's going on? There was no swear words involved because back yeah. then the swear words were the thing. There were no yeah. swear words involved. And I felt quite a keen sense of injustice about that. But maybe, I, maybe the I, head but teacher believed it. never held me back, Pete. <laughs> maybe the head teacher believed them. Like, what? They do what? I had no idea cricket was so rotten to the core. Yeah, as we walked in, she was on the phone going, yeah, the cricket team, stop it. Stop the cricket team. We can no longer have a cricket team because we're worried about internal injuries of some of our kids. It's a sex party. I mean, at least you've got one end to choose and it's very important which one you do choose. Exactly. Have you got an email before we go, Pete? Uh, Yeah, hello to... um, Who have we got here? Julian Assange. Uh, Hello, Pete. Uh, Ever since Playground Games were introduced as a short topic, I've been anticipating mention of one of my childhood favourites, Hot Rice. Oh, I saw this one. Yeah, this is an interesting one. Hot Rice. Um, having heard no mention of it as yet, as of yet, I started to wonder about the popularity of a game I naively assumed was as ubiquitous in UK schools as uh, British Bulldogs. It really wasn't, though. I mean, I've never heard this before, but I've looked at the um, website that Julian Assange has linked. Of course he's linked, he's Julian Assange. Uh, Hot Rice is basically a, a game of TIG played with a ball. Um, it begins with a huddle of children who stand in a circle, toe-to-toe with legs spread a little. At least in Leeds, uh, the ball is bounced in the middle in time to a mysterious scatological incantation. And that inc- incantation goes thusly. Hot. Rice. Bounce. Twice. Shit. Pies. Taste. Nice. nice. Yeah. I, I have a vague recollection of playing this game. I don't remember ever being called hot rice. No, me either. Or shit pies taste nice. Or once, twice hot rice. And the ball, if the ball goes between your legs, you're out, right? And mm, the person left, rings a bell, yeah. I think, and and I, I, I vaguely remember that because you end up using, did he say that you end up using your heels as flippers like a pinball machine? 
because that's what you kind of do. So, okay. so you like you like that, yeah. And then you just do that. Oh right, to, to, to kick pivot. the ball out again. But if you get a good purchase on it, you can smash it straight through someone else's legs, <laughs> like a nutmeg type thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah nice. I'm, I, I'm. It's this is great for this show for this because I, I completely forgotten about that game. It would never have come up again ever for the rest of my life if Julian Assange hadn't emailed in. <laughs> wow, about so he's it. there for. Thank you very much. Any yeah. more? If you've got any more childhood games that we haven't mentioned so far, get them in. Hello at lukeandpeach.com. Indeed, if you want to email about anything at all. We're all ears, aren't we, Pete? Yeah, in the I actually, words. I actually find the childhood thread, uh, childhood school uh, thread, a little bit, uh, a little bit dull. Do you? That's well, maybe don't email about child, don't. But, the, but the hot rice one has got got me back in on the plate, so to speak. Don't email about um, your childhood experiences unless they were genuinely disturbing, yep. or very funny. Yeah, bloody. Um, if you've ever put a cricket stump up your bum, I want to hear from you. <laughs> Put a condom on it first. It has to be good because Keep otherwise, it clean, guys. I have enough trouble getting Pete Use to work lube. anyway. Yeah, what are you doing? What if you'd are you like doing? to say hello to us? Hello <laughs> at lukeandpeteshow.com. And we'll be back on Monday with another episode of the Pete Donaldson Luke Moore Vanity Project, mm. the Luke and Pete Show. See you then. I didn't realize there's any vanity involved in this. Well, I started out like that, but it's sort of gone now. <laughs> isn't it? It's now a marriage of convenience. Inconvenience. This was a Radio Staccato production. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com. Hi, everyone. Luke here. I just wanted to take this opportunity while Pete's not around to talk to you about UFOs. You know that I'm interested in UFO sightings, but Peter will not let me talk about them on the podcast. So instead, I'm here to recommend a different show which does discuss extraterrestrial activity and a whole heap of other unexplained paranormal mysteries. I absolutely love it. It's called This Paranormal Life, and it's an award-winning comedy podcast where comedians Rory Powers and Kit Greer inspect different paranormal cases to try and find the truth inside the mystery. Previous episodes investigate things like the Battersea Poltergeist and the Roswell UFO incident. Hey, hey, what are you doing? Sorry. Uh, I'll, leave, I'll leave the studio for like two minutes and you're talking about UFOs again, Luke. I'm actually just recommending to the Luke and Pete Show community to check out This Paranormal Life in case they want some more info about the mysteries, Pete, that you refuse to let me talk about. Mm. Uh, well, look, I, admittedly, I love Rory and I love Kit. They're good fellas and I think we should leave it to them, the experts. I was actually just listening Sorry. to St. Patrick's Day episode and I tell you what, it was a bloody good listen. Apparently St. Patrick, right, he used to battle druids in Wizard Jewels, which is a little bit of rock and roll, isn't it? Uh, do you reckon I'd beat uh, St. Patrick to some kind of Wizard Jewel, Luke? Oh, I reckon you could in those trousers, mate. Yep. Search This Paranormal Life in your podcast app to subscribe and listen now. Please do it so Luke stops talking to me about UFOs. What's that up there? It's a light, you dickhead. <laughs>